You may wish to adjust the dial. You are currently tuned into the wrong station. Good of you to meet me all the way out here. Place is a real favorite of mine. Classic greasy spoon Americana, you know? And a milkshake you can stand a spoon up in. But I guess you're uh, trying to watch your figure, huh? Everybody is these days. Comes from never doing an honest day's work anymore, you ask me. Oh, yeah. That's the bad stuff. Worst cup of coffee along the Trans-Canada Highway. Stuff's so bad, it's almost good. Know what I mean? Almost. Well, where do I start? Lived along this chunk of highway most of my life. Been driving it almost as long. First time, I was 11 years old. Living out in a shack in the woods, there's not a lot to do, even for an 11-year-old. So I jacked my old man's truck and took it for a joyride. The old man was a real fucking tyrant. So I knew I was cruising for it, but that's how goddamn boring it got out there. Willing to risk any whooping just to see something that wasn't trees and rocks and that waterlogged sofa on the patch of dirt that passed for our front yard. Looking back, I did pretty good for an 11-year-old kid. The way kids grow up nowadays, I'm sure they'd have totaled the damn thing before they got it out of the driveway. And sure, I did end up totaling the fucker, but that was the second time I stole it. <laughs> Old man really kicked my ass that time. Wooden spoon, you know. About as long as my arm. Snapped it in half on my ribcage. Ha! <laughs> things sure were different back then. Some things, anyhow. But that first time. That first time I stole the old man's truck. I was ripping along like I'd been driving my whole life. 60, 70, 80. Didn't have any clue the old hunk of junk could go that fast. Miles, too. Not kilos. We still used miles back then. Phew. I can still see the sun setting through the trees ahead of me. The yellow lines on the highway blending into a single stripe in the headlights. Faster and faster. God, that was some night. I haven't thought about it in years. It was the last night of June. Seems strange to remember what day it was, don't it? But that's what it was, alright. Last night of the month. Anyway... There I am, 11 years old, pushing 90 in a truck with no godly right to break 65, and I hear sirens behind me. I look up into the rearview mirror, and it's all dark back there. The blue evening sky filled up with thick stains of cloud, threatening rain so hard the hairs stood up on the back of my neck. And against that blue-black sky, I see flashing lights. Fuck. A goddamn OPP. Well, at that point, the two options were... Gun it and try and outrun a police cruiser in a truck whose engine was starting to sound like it was being treated the way it was being treated. 
or else pull over and take my lumps. And if I'd still been feeling the way I'd been feeling when I took the truck, maybe I'd have tried to gun it. But something was coming over me, you know? Some kind of bad feeling. Maybe it was just worry about the weather. It had been a bad summer for tornadoes. And even a nasty thunderstorm can find a way to kill you when you're out on the highway after dark. But looking back on it now, the feeling was more ominous than that. It was like the whole time I'd been on that stretch of highway, it had been like I was being watched. And the reason I was gunning it so hard was I was trying to get somewhere else before anything could happen. All this is to say, you know, the sauce had gone right out of me. It wasn't seeming so fun anymore, and I was ready to get back home, even if it meant trouble with the cops or a beatdown from my old man. So, I pull over and wait. I've got the car in neutral, because the way I've been treating it, I'm not sure it'll start up again if I park it. It starts to rain a bit, and the cruiser pulls up to me real slow. Only one cop in the car, which I didn't know was strange at the time wearing dark glasses above that crisp black uniform. He pulls up beside me and stares at me through the window for a long moment. It's that weird light, those last yellow beams of the day before the sun fully sinks and everything goes blue. In one of those gold beams from up ahead, I can see the thin blonde hairs on the back of my arm are standing on end. The cop turns off his car and sits there for a minute with the light on, still looking at me. He's got gloves on, Soft, close-fitting leather gloves that end at the first knuckle. Fancy driving gloves. Seems a strange thing for a cop to wear. And slowly, so slowly, I swear, I never seen somebody take their time like this goddamn cop. He opens the door, and he climbs out. He stands there for a minute, staring at me through those dark glasses. And my heart's going crazy. I've got the sweats, can barely keep my hands on the wheel. My palms are so sweaty. He comes up to the window, and he looks down at me, and I realize just what a big man he is. He's got his hands resting on the rolled-down windowsill of the car, and he leans down to look in, filling the window with that square-jawed face and those dark glasses. I notice he's got something dark under his fingernails. My heart feels like a bird's heart after you filled it with birdshot and got it in the hand, but before it's realized, it's gonna die. Well, I start blathering, you know. Please, I'm so sorry. I know I shouldn't have taken it. I was going to return it before anybody even... He just held up one finger, and I fell quiet. He stared at me for a long second, and a nasty smile started to spread across that face of his. Shut up, Jimmy, he says. That sent a chill down my backbone. I hadn't told him my name. He had no reason to know my name. And he leans in closer. I need you to stay calm, Jimmy. Something's gonna happen and you need to stay calm. He only had one hand on the windowsill now. The other hand was creeping slowly to his right hip. Without looking down, he unhooked the catch on his holster and began to wrap those solid fingers of his around the grip of his pistol. Are you calm, Jimmy? I tell him, yes sir, but that was a goddamn lie. Well, good he says, and he pauses, taking his time again. Because I'm going to kill you now, Jimmy, and I want you to stay still. Don't want to make a mess, do you? And I just started to cry, please, I'll never do it again, please. And that police officer laughed, light and breezy. No, Jimmy, it's not because of the truck. 
I'm gonna kill you because it makes me feel good. Do you understand? And I shook my head, and he laughed again. You know, Jimmy, he says, that makes it even better for me. Now, a couple of things all happen within the next couple of seconds. He drew his gun. I slammed the car into drive. He pointed the gun to the window. I threw myself forward on the accelerator pedal. The car lurches forward, knocking his arm. The gun went off just in front of my face, shattering the passenger side window and half deafening me in this ear. Still isn't right, you know? And then I was off. I felt sick. I felt crazy. I barely had any idea what was going on. It felt like my blood had turned to, I don't know, white vinegar, hot grease, Javax bleach. My ear was ringing and I thought I could feel something cold and wet dripping out of it. From the other ear, I could hear sirens. And when I looked into my rearview mirror, I saw the flare of headlights right behind me faster and faster, washing out the dark figure in the driver's seat while he gained on me. I bring the truck up to top speed, then past top speed, and I felt the engine start to shudder under the hood, but I pushed her to go even faster because that car was pulling up right behind me. A curve, and the road was coming up ahead. I looked back over, and that bastard was almost neck and neck with me. He looked over at me through the window, still with that thin-lipped smile. He raised one arm. I was staring right down the barrel, and then I hit that curve, going full speed, and nearly went right off the road and smashed into the trees. But somehow, I managed to keep her on the road, and I found that I was coming into town. I looked over. Nothing. I looked into the rearview mirror, no sign of any lights, any siren, any patrol car. Nothing. And then, the strangest thing of all... I look over to the passenger side window, and it was all right. No broken glass, not even a bullet hole. But my ear was still ringing, and when I reached up to touch it, my fingertips came away all shiny with blood. Ah, another cup. Thanks, Brenda. I told you my dad was a tyrant, right? Well, not that day. I call him on the payphone. And he was mad as hell until I told him what happened. Not sure why I did that, since there was no way he'd have believed me, I'd have thought. But when I told him, he went all quiet and told me to go to a motel and get him on the phone with the manager. The place in town put me up for the night, and the next day, my uncle showed up in town to drop my pa off. He paid the manager for my stay and thanked him. He told me to get into the car, and we started to drive home in silence. I'd never known my old man not to shout in a situation like this. <laughs> I didn't know if I liked the silence any better. Aren't you going to yell at me? He shook his head. Aren't you going to hit me? He shook his head again and told me, not this time. It was a sunny day, but as we made that turn out of town, the lights seemed to dim, even though there wasn't a cloud in the sky. Why not? I asked him. He turned to me and he said, Jimmy, it's a bad stretch of road along here. If you can avoid it, never drive it after dark. It's a bad stretch, and bad, strange things happen to folks along here after dark. Like the cop, I said. And he turned to me, and he looked at me stone steady, and he said to me, Jimmy, that wasn't no cop. After that, he looked at me, and he added, And if you do drive here, then don't ever do it in my fucking truck.
Well, that was my dad. He was practical and as caring as a hammer. Lucky for him, I wouldn't be totaling his vehicles for long. The old bastard and I always hated each other. And when I moved out at 16, I never saw him again till I saw him in his casket ten years after. Stayed in the area, though. Got a couple jobs driving trucks for the lumber companies. Then started driving the gas tanker truck for Shell. Drove this same stretch of highway for the next 30 years. Even after dark. Never had another bad experience on it. Though I heard of plenty of others. It's a favorite game folks have up here, swapping stories about the highway. Most everybody's got one. Usually not something that happened to them. Usually something that happened to a friend of a friend or an ex or someone they met at a party once. That sort of thing. Having a story of your own about the bad road. Well, that's currency around here. Let alone having two stories. That's right. I did say I drove the place uneventfully for thirty years. But the thirty-first? Huh. I can still remember the date. It was the last night of June. Seems strange to remember what day it was, don't it? But that's what it was, all right. The last night of the month. Just as the sun was setting. I was heading down this stretch of highway. Looking forward to a cup of the worst coffee on the Trans-Canada Highway. When I noticed the hairs in my arm. In the golden last light, I saw those hairs, now dark and coarse. They were standing up. Some clouds were rolling in. A little mist of drizzle fell across my windshield. And when the wipers smeared away the droplets, I saw hitchhikers standing by the side of the road. Well, you know, you're never supposed to pick up hitchhikers, especially around or after dark, especially along what you might describe as a bad stretch of road. But here's the thing, eh? Of all the people you might expect to see hitchhiking, it's rarely someone you know. Let alone your own father, who you haven't seen in twenty years. So, of course, I stopped and let him in. And I started driving again. I tell him long time no see. And he doesn't say anything for a long moment. It's tough to tell what he's thinking, too, since he's wearing these dark glasses, even though it's fully dark by now. Up ahead, the diner appears, and I think to myself... It'll be nice, after all this time, to stop and have a milkshake with the old man. A milkshake so thick he can stand a spoon up in it. He turns to me and he says, You know, you were never a good fucking listener, Jimmy. And I laugh at that because, well, <laughs> it's true. Just look at you and me. The two of us been sitting here drinking coffee this whole time, and I've been doing all the damn talking. He says to me, I told you to never drive this road after dark. And I laugh again and I say, well... Here we are. He laughs at this too, and then he looks out the window. A moment later, he turns to me and he says, I need you to stay calm, Jimmy. Something's gonna happen, and you need to stay calm. And I say, I know. And he says, are you calm, Jimmy? And I say, yes, sir. And this time, well, this time it isn't a lie. And the old man nods at me. Strange that I think of him as an old man, even though... I'm older than he ever lived to be. He nods at me, and just like that, he reaches over and grabs the wheel and wrenches it towards him. Well, after that, the gas truck goes over onto its side and slams into the diner. Huge explosion. Thirteen killed. Still haven't rebuilt the place. Real tragedy. Now, if you look here, you can still see a chunk of that tanker sticking out of me, branded with shell and everything. They had to pay me to be an endorsement. 
Well, look who it is. Come to join us. Come on and have a seat, officer. The coffee's still hot. The Wrong Station is created and produced by Alexander Saxton and Anthony Botello, with music composed by Alain Zitrin. Our new banner artwork for Facebook and Twitter was created by Mirka Lozell at Mirka Illustrates. And our graphic design, as always, was created by Jenny Henderson of Jenny Henderson Studio. This week's episode, Bad Road, was written by Alexander Saxton. You can tune in Sunday evenings for new episodes and subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and email us at therongstation at gmail.com. So until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>